as you guys have seen, because of the release of our depth chart, Mitch Trubisky is our starting quarterback and our captain. Uh, it's a tremendous honor. Um, anytime you're voted by your peers and your teammates, it obviously means a lot. So um, I just come in here, try to lead by example, earn the trust of my teammates, and for them to vote me captain, it definitely means a lot. But it's a tremendous honor. What is up, guys? You are listening to the Montreal Madness Podcast with your host, Tony Montreal. It is officially Mitchburg season, as on Tuesday, Mike Tomlin, in his press conference, did in fact announce that Mitchell Trubisky will be the QB1 heading into week one of the 2022 NFL season. And I think we saw the writing on the wall uh, all through training camp, all through preseason, that it was Mitchell Trubisky's job to lose. You know, he's the more experienced NFL quarterback, um, you know, both between Kenny Pickett and Mason Rudolph. Uh, He's played in a lot of NFL games. He's led um, a terrible Chicago Bears team to multiple playoff appearances, if I'm not mistaken, even a playoff win. But now he gets a chance to probably reach his potential as an NFL starting quarterback. Uh, He has a multitude of highly skilled and talented offensive weapons to work with. Um, You know, Deontay Johnson, George Pickens, Najee Harris, Pat Fryermuth, Chase Claypool, all those guys I just mentioned, uh, they're either entering their fourth year in the league or less. They're all either entering their prime or just beginning their prime. And although he still has a terrible offensive line to work with, I think with just the skill position players around him and the fact that his uh, uh, mobile ability to scramble around the pocket, to make plays with his legs, that he's going to have every opportunity to succeed here in Pittsburgh and to eventually hand over the reins to Kenny Pickett uh, when that time comes. And honestly, best case scenario for the Steelers this year is that Kenny Pickett, or excuse me, Trubisky, plays well enough to start every single game, takes the play, uh, takes the Steelers to the playoffs, and wins them a playoff game for the first time since the 2016 season. If he can do that with this Steelers roster, um, I believe that the Steelers would then go on to get the max trade value possible for for Trubisky because he will still have one year left on his contract after this year. That would be a perfect quarterback for a team that's ready to win now but needs a quarterback like maybe the Tampa Bay Buccaneers if Tom Brady retires this year or Green Bay, you know, if Aaron Rodgers retires this year or, you know, a team like that who has the weapons surrounding them who just needs a stable quarterback. So best case scenario, like I said, uh, that would be ideal that would be perfect um but we'll just see how it all plays out and i just think that you know 
just like Ben Roethlisberger. You know, they didn't rush him into the league as a starting quarterback. No, they put him as a third-string quarterback heading into camp, just like Kenny Pickett. They had him beat out Charlie Batch, which he did, much like how Kenny Pickett beat out Mason Rudolph. And it took an injury to Tommy Maddox to finally give him the opportunity to lead the Steelers for the next 18 years. Now, I'm not saying you hope for Trubisky to get injured or anything like that. All I'm saying is you just wait for the right time to put in Kenny Pickett, just like the Steelers waited for the right time to put in Ben Roethlisberger. Uh, They waited for the opportunity to come for them. Uh, They didn't make that opportunity. They just waited for it to come to them to make that decision. I think they're going to do the same thing with Kenny Pickett. That is the right move um, for both the short-term success and the long-term success for the Steelers franchise. Now let's talk more on this short-term success that I believe the Steelers uh, can get with the talent they have on this roster. So going back to 2021 last year, they finished 9-7-1, and it was a Steeler team that I personally have never seen before in my entire life. Um, Just the ineptitude of the Steelers, um, you know, it's sad to say this, but poor quarterback play, you know, Big Ben, God love him, but he was a shell of himself, could not move at all in the pocket, let alone doing his patent, you know, 10-second scrambles, breaking three tackles, and heaving into the end zone for a touchdown. Um, it just wasn't the same Ben. The offense struggled because of it. Um, terrible offensive line play. And above all, though, the defense last year, 32nd, dead last, in stopping the run. I have never in my life seen a Steelers team give up the amount of rushing yards uh, that they did last year. I just It just didn't even look like the Pittsburgh Steelers. I mean, if you ask me, uh, what do you think of um, when you think of the name Pittsburgh Steelers? You know, I think of a, just a strong, physical, dominant team, especially one that can just stop the run consistently and make the other team one-dimensional. And that's what the Steelers' defense has been all about. Um, ever since I've grown up watching them in the early 2000s, like they've always been a defense that can, you know, you go in as an opposing as an opposing offense every game against them, knowing that we cannot run the ball against this defense. This Steelers defense is too good at stopping our running game. You know, we're just going to go pass heavy the entire game. I mean, teams knew that going in that you could not run against the Steelers, and it was just a huge eye opener to see what the Steelers did. Um, in trying to stop the run last year. It was just terrible. Um, but now we move into 2022. New quarterback, new era for Pittsburgh. Uh, in their draft, they drafted the franchise quarterback, Kenny Pickett. They got some really good offensive weapons in George Pickens and Calvin Austin. But, however, they didn't beef up their offensive line. They did that in free agency. They got James Daniels out of Chicago. They got Mason Cole, a center, out of Minnesota. Uh, But even with those uh, two additions to the offensive line, it has not looked up to par, to say the least, um, especially in the three preseason games that we all saw. Um, It was just like um, looking into the past from last year. They just did not look up to snuff. Uh, They just looked out of place, out of sorts. In Mike Thomas' press conference today, Kevin Dotson will be getting the start at guard over Kendrick Green. Um, But even with Kendrick Green not playing as bad as he is, I still see this offensive line as a bottom five team. 
Uh, I know they're all young. They've had, this is their third offensive line coach in three years for this young offensive line group. Uh, and this new offensive line coach brings a ty- an entirely new technique on how to block and the run schemes, and the blocking schemes and all that stuff. It's going to take some time, even if these even if these linemen were talented, it would still take some time to fully gel and develop chemistry with learning a new scheme and new technique and everything. I just don't think personally that this offensive line has the talent to progress. Uh, they very well could, which if they do, if this offensive line, if they somehow progress throughout the year and just become an average offensive line, just you know, just just average and pass blocking and run blocking. They have the talent around them to be a, I would say, a top ten to top twelve offense in the league. Um, if Mitchell Trubisky plays to his potential, if they're relatively healthy, um, if the offensive line, I know it's a lot of ifs, but if the offensive line can somehow progress later into the year into just an average line, this Steelers offense can be a potential top ten to top twelve offense in my mind. Um, but then now we switch on defense, you know, just like I said earlier, just the terrible run defense they had last year. They did upgrade on the defensive Ryan front, uh, front, um, including getting back Tyson Alu Alu from injury last year. They added, uh, DeMarvin Leal, um, defensive lineman out of Texas A&M in the draft. And they got Larry Obanjobi uh, from Cincinnati, who was an integral part to their uh, defensive line last year. Um, I believe he was caught with drugs or some sort of um, you know marijuana test that he didn't pass or something along that line where the Bengals just cut him. The Steelers took him on a one-year uh, prove-it-or-lose-it deal. Uh, so hopefully he can be the same guy that Cincinnati saw last year for the Steelers this year. Uh, that would certainly help in the run game especially. They got Miles Jack, which in my mind was one of the best moves in all of free agency um, by any team, let alone just the Steelers. Uh, I think they got one hell of a signing out of Miles Jack. Although he's never made a Pro Bowl, it's a damn shame that he hasn't. Uh, he is one of the most underrated studs on defense, probably in the entire NFL. You know, he can just shut off blocks, he can tackle, he can fill the holes and the gaps in the run game. Uh, he can uh, play the pass pretty well against tight ends and running backs. Uh, they desperately, desperately needed somebody like Miles Jack to play alongside Devin Bush. Uh, I don't know what is wrong with Devin Bush. Uh, just like last year, he is continually being a problem on defense for the Steelers, uh, as we've seen in the preseason thus far. He just does not uh, look the same after his ACL um, in his second year in the league in 2020. I believe that was against the Cleveland Browns he suffered that uh, against. But they just they just desperately needed somebody to uh, help fill the gap of talent. Um, between Robert Spillane and Devin Bush, they got that Miles Jack big upgrade. They, you know, I feel like the Steelers still need somebody to replace Devin Bush. Um, you know, if they thought Robert Spillane was the answer, I feel like they would have done it. Um, and although those three will all be rotating um, a lot this year, you know, Robert Spillane's going to get a lot of playing time along with Devin Bush and obviously Miles Jack. Um, but I just feel like you know if they could just shore up. You know, whether it's a last-minute signing or a trade throughout the beginning of the year for a, another good middle linebacker, that will really solidify 
um, the Steelers' uh, potential mm-hmm. on defense as you know maybe even becoming a top ten defense again uh, after the ineptitude that we saw last year of this defense. So adding Miles Jack was uh, a very key part uh, in this uh, Steelers' offseason um, in 2022. Now in the secondary, they've added uh, some more guys. Uh, they added Levi Wallace. Um, very big in what the uh, Bills did in the secondary last year. They are ranked number one overall in the regular season in the pass. Uh, they get Akil Witherspoon back. They re-signed him, who he played really good the last four or five games for the Steelers once he learned their defensive schemes and defensive systems. Uh, he just looked right in place. Uh, he made a lot of good plays on the ball and pass coverage. Uh, he's a really good tackler in open space. So they get him back. They re-signed Terrell Edmonds. Um, you know, you know what you get with Terrell Edmonds. Uh, yes, he has really much improved from his rookie year back in 2018, but he is still not the guy that you want to be paired with Mika Fitzpatrick. You know, you want a you know a Ryan Clark type player to play with Mika Fitzpatrick, just like Ryan Clark was to uh, Troy Polamalu. You need that guy like Ryan Clark to play with Mika Fitzpatrick. You need like a dynamic duo there um, in that deep backfield uh, where you know your safeties play. And I feel like the Steelers are lacking a little bit um, on the safety side beside Minka Fitzpatrick just like you know how they're lacking up the middle with uh, not having somebody to play with Miles Jack but overall uh, as long as this team they stay relatively healthy with none of their key contributors getting injured at least for for a significant amount of time and as long as their uh, key contributors play up to their up to their potential I think that this team uh, has a realistic shot of making the playoffs as a wild card team. I don't think this roster as constructed right now is good enough to compete with the likes of the Bills, the Chiefs, uh, the two teams in their division, the Bengals, the Ravens. Uh, I don't think they can contend with the likes of the AFC West. Um, You know, I said the Chiefs, the, the Broncos. Um, the Chargers, even the Raiders. Uh, It's going to be a tough sledding for the Steelers this year in 2022 of the way their roster is constructed right now to compete with those teams. However, though, I do think that they are good enough to steal a game or two, to win a game or two that they're not supposed to. Meanwhile, winning the games that they are supposed to um, en route to a playoff appearance in the wild card and I have them going 10-7 and seven this year as long as they stay relatively healthy and their main contributors play up to their potential. So starting with Week 1, uh, playing against Cincinnati and the reigning AFC champion Bengals, I do have them, in fact, losing uh, their Week 1 opener. However, though, unlike uh, last season where they got blown out by the Bengals in their two games, this is going to be a much more highly competitive team. I think you're going to see firsthand what Mitchell Trubisky's mobility uh, can do for the Steelers offense. I think a healthy Steelers defense with the additions of Miles Jack, Larry Onkinjobi, uh, Levi Wallace, like I mentioned earlier, I think you're going to see an improvement on defense as well compared to last year. Um, this is going to be a very close game. You know, one possession late in the fourth quarter, but I do also believe that, you know, 
Cincinnati. They have a generational type talent in Joe Burrow. They have continuity on offense and on defense. They have most of their guys back. They brought in some more pieces, especially on their offensive line, to fix that as well. Um, I just think that compared to a talented but raw and new Steelers team, um, especially led at quarterback, uh, I just think it's going to be a little bit too much for the Steelers to handle although they're on play a lot better than they did last year, but ultimately fall short to Cincinnati in week one. Um, However, though, I have them winning three straight games after that uh, with wins against New England and the Jets at home and a win against Cleveland on the road. Um, And then in week five, uh, they travel to Buffalo to play the Bills. Um, Much like the Bengals, uh, they just have a way better quarterback, uh, just a high-powered offense. Um, a really, really sensational defense. They are just stacked across the board on defense. Um, I do believe that the Bills, I wouldn't say handily, but about midway through the fourth quarter, you don't see the real team emerge. Uh, and I have the Bills beating the Steelers um, in week five at Buffalo. But then the next week after that, they get Tampa Bay and Tom Brady at home in Accra Shore Stadium. Uh, that just sounds weird to say. It's always going to be Heinz Field. Uh, regardless, though, um, you know Tom Brady, he's had the Steelers number throughout his whole career in Pittsburgh. Uh, we all know the heartbreaking playoff losses that he's handed us over the years. However, though, I think at the Steelers, uh, this is going to be one of their upset wins this year. I believe because it's at home, you know, it's middle of October. They finally know what they have. You're starting to see players develop um, into um, better um, better roles and that sort of thing. I think you're going to see an upset this week. I think you're going to see the Steelers beat Tampa Bay at home um, in week six. Uh, then moving on to week seven, they play Miami on the road. I believe they win that game. And then the game before their bye is at Philadelphia against the Eagles. And you can correct me if I'm wrong on this, but I don't think the Steelers have won a game in Philadelphia in the past two decades. Just historically speaking, they've always struggled playing at Philly for some odd reason. Um, And I do believe that trend continues. And I believe they do um, falter to the Eagles the game before before their bye. And then they come out of their bye uh, at home against the Saints. And as Steelers fans, uh, we are accustomed to seeing the Steelers team fall flat and be rusty after a bye for whatever reason. And I believe since they are playing the Saints, uh, that it's going to be too much for them to overcome, and they will lose that game at home to New Orleans. But they bounce back the next week uh, at home, Sunday night football, NBC against the Bengals. They get a little bit revenge from their Week 1 loss and win that game. And now we're starting to get into playoff time here. End of November coming up, the home stretch of games. They start that stretch against the Indianapolis Colts on the road. Uh, I hate to say it, but I feel like this is a game where, you know, they're coming off a high, off of beating Cincinnati at home, Sunday night football, uh, Jonathan Taylor, Matt Ryan and company. Uh, A very good defense on the other side of the football. I don't think the Steelers win this, guys. Uh, I have them losing to the Colts uh, on Monday Night Football, November 28th. But then they rebound the next week, playing the Falcons at Atlanta. They win that game. And then comes probably the most pivotal game of their year, 
which is against the Baltimore Ravens at home on December the 11th. Uh, that could be a make-it-or-break-it game as far as whether the Steelers are real contenders to battle for a wild-card position or not. And I believe they get the job done. Uh, you know, being at home, you know, they you know, they found a way to win against Baltimore last year at home uh, whenever their playoff lives um, depended on it and they won. I believe they do the same thing again as they beat the Baltimore Ravens in, what would that be, week week 14. Yeah, so they get a win against Baltimore at home in week 14. Moving on to Carolina, they play them on the road in Charlotte against Baker Mayfield. Uh Again, I think they're becoming off a high against that winning against Baltimore. I believe they do fall a little flat and lose on the road to the Panthers. However, since it is a NFC opponent, that won't matter as much as far as their playoff stake is concerned. And then December 24th, Christmas Eve night, NFL Network against the Las Vegas Raiders in a game where they will be retiring the number of Franco Harris, Pittsburgh Steeler legend out of Penn State. Oh boy, this is going to be one of those coin flip games. Two very evenly matched teams. Um, both kind of have the same faults and same strengths. Both have a subpar offensive line. Both have a capable quarterback that's mobile and can throw on the run and can make plays with their legs. Both have some serious uh, skill position players. And both, I mean, if I had to give an edge to the Steelers, it would be on defense, but barely an edge. Uh, that's a coin flip game. But I do believe that the Steelers will make it out of Acrisville Stadium with a win on Christmas Eve night uh, against the Raiders. Uh, January 1st, New Year's Day, on the road against Baltimore. Uh, that's going to be a series split, guys. Uh, I don't think the Steelers uh, will be able to sweep the Ravens. Um, if the Ravens are, you know, relatively healthy as long as they're not like last year where they were just so so much decimated by injuries um as long as it's not that baltimore ravens team uh, i believe the ravens do get a little bit of revenge against the steelers and split the season series um with a win at mnt bank uh and then week 18 a game at home against cleveland browns basically a win it and you're in it sort of game Steelers, even though the Browns have Deshaun Watson, Steelers will be playing for the playoff lives, winning your in, and they will secure that W in Week 18 to advance to the 2022 NFL postseason. Now, guys, hear me out. Do I believe the Steelers have the potential to win a playoff game? Yes, they do. They have a chance to have one upset victory in the playoffs. But... For you Steelers fans who think the Steelers are a team like the Steelers back in 2005, even like the Giants back when they beat the Patriots um, in the Super Bowl, um, you know, as much as you guys want to believe that the Steelers can become one of those teams, get hot at the right moment um, and go off, um, win three straight playoff games and win the Super Bowl, this roster is not constructed to do so, guys. You know, especially with the amount of talent that's in the AFC alone. Um, you know, so if if they if you think they can get hot and at the right time and make it to the Super Bowl, these are the teams that they have to beat consecutively. Not just beat, but beat consecutively. They have to beat consecutively either 
Lamar Jackson and the Ravens, Joe Burrow and the Bengals, Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills, Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs, uh, Russell Wilson and the Broncos, um, and even Derek Carr and the Raiders. Those are six teams right there that you have to beat consecutively. Any of those six teams, you have to beat them three times consecutively. Do you really think the Steelers have a realistic chance with this roster to do that? You know, and you, you can say about Cincinnati all you want last year, how they were a sleeper team. Nobody thought they'd make it to the AFC Championship game, let alone beat Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs to make it to the Super Bowl and come within one drive of winning it. Uh, you know, as much as I've been hyping up Trubisky, as good as Pickett may become, Joe Burrow is that generational-type talent. Uh, he is that one-in-a-million quarterback that only a few teams have. Uh you know, that's the reason why they went to the Super Bowl last year because they had a, you know, you had, they had a guy playing like a future Hall of Famer um, during the last half of the year. Uh, they beat Patrick Mahomes twice, once in the regular season, uh, and like I said, you know, in the AFC Championship game. They just had a, an a epic stud quarterback um, carrying that team on his back. Mitchell Trubisky and or Kenny Pickett can't do that especially with the roster surrounding him. Now, I do believe the Steelers with Trubisky um, or Pickett and the talent on this roster, they are good enough to be a wildcard team and even win a playoff game, like a playoff wildcard game. But they do not have the roster uh, um, on this team. They don't have the players on the roster to do any sort of damage and be an legit contender. They're not getting through Josh Allen, Mahomes, Burrow, Herbert, um, you know, Jackson. They're not getting through those guys and beating them consecutively three straight times. They're not. Uh, I'm just being realistic. Now, I want them to. I mean, that'd be freaking awesome if they're able to pull that feet off, you know, make it to the playoffs, beat all those guys three straight times, and then make it to the Super Bowl. That would be freaking sweet as hell. But realistically, that's just not going to happen. I don't mean to put a, a damper on your spirits or anything like that, but that's just being realistic, guys. There's no other way around it. Um, now, I believe the Steelers could be one of those teams in the future. You know, if Kenny Pickett um, does become you know a first-round talent like like he was picked at, if he becomes the franchise guy for the next 15 to 20 years, um, like he's like he's supposed to, if they upgrade at the offensive line position, and they get better, especially on their front seven, especially up the middle at linebacker and on the defensive front as their defensive line gets older. Uh, if they can fill in those gaps, then yes, this will be a perennial Super Bowl contender for years to come, just like they were back in the late 2000s and early 2010s with Ben Roethlisberger and that group. <coughs> but this year, I do not see the Steelers being that sleeper Super Bowl, Super Bowl contender, much like the Bengals were last year. And with that, I think that about wraps it up for my Pittsburgh Steelers 2022 preview for the year. Uh, like always, make sure to give me a follow on Facebook and uh, Twitter at Montreal Madness. Glad to be back after a pretty long hiatus from doing this. Uh, I desperately uh, want to be doing weekly 
or at the very least bi-weekly episodes. Uh, so make sure to stay tuned with all my latest content. And with that being said, this is Tony Montreal signing off from Montreal Madness. <laughs>